What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Untitled Underqualified Podcast. It is Thursday, December 6th, and I am here giving you a little bit of sports content, which isn't normal. I know. I usually talk a little bit about sports in every episode, but that's just because that's how it goes. But this is all about sports. More importantly, this is all about the Big Ten. Football season is starting here soon for everybody except for uh, Nebraska. They decided to, I think, cancel this season, which is very unfortunate as a Nebraska fan. But I have with me here a hot guy, Matt, from Twitter. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Living the dream, my friend. Just living the dream. That is how it goes. Some dreams are a little better to sleep through, huh? <laughs> Some are a little bit confusing. Yeah. I had a dream one time where Nebraska actually won a football game. That was a very confusing time. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you that know me, I am, of course, an Iowa State fan. Went to Iowa State, absolutely loved my time in Ames. And uh, I've even gotten to interview uh, Dylan Saint, a former Iowa State player, uh, signed to the New Orleans Saints before an untimely injury. Very unfortunate. Hopefully he can make it back into the NFL next season. But I also have gotten to interview former Iowa kicker Keith Duncan. Absolutely incredible time, and I do love my Iowa friends that I've got. I've got plenty of Iowa of uh, friends, followers, whatever, that are fans of Iowa. And uh, Hot Guy Matt is one of them, if you couldn't tell from the name. But today we're going to be going over the Big Ten, and we're going to be giving you a, a slight preview of the conference. And uh, most importantly, uh, you're going to... Uh, not hear a whole lot about Nebraska. <laughs> I feel like everything there is to be said about Nebraska has been said personally. I mean, I don't know about you, Matt, but like, what else is there to say? Mm, yeah, you know what? Uh, out of respect for you, I won't say it. <laughs> it's. You know, Frost is definitely on the hot seat this season. The starting lineup is just abysmal. You know what, though? The truth of the matter is, loss to Illinois, which I know you're trying to forget, is not the same as losing to Fordham. It's true. If we lose, if we lose to Fordham, like UMass did back when Patino played basketball for them, I, I will I will actually probably hang up anything that I own that is the color red. Even if it's Iowa State stuff. I'm just going to forget the color. Everything's going to be black from now on. I, I don't think you have to worry about losing to Fordham. <laughs> <laughs> I, man, but, yeah, for those of you that don't pay a whole lot of attention to college football this might be a fun episode for you might not be who knows but nebraska had one of what was it four games in week zero uh five but i think one of them was uh fcs midwest against fcs southeast or something 
I, I don't know those teams, to be honest. The the, the Division One AA, they used to call them Division Two. Now they're FCS. Mm. I, I, yeah, too many teams to pay attention to, to be completely honest. Um, I stick with the Division One or FBS or whatever they call them now. Yeah, FCS. FCS has never been my cup of tea. Well, with NDSU usually kind of dominating it but this year hey man uh coach jr sandlin absolutely amazing follow on twitter if you aren't already oh yeah he uh former uh assistant recruiting coach at uh alabama is currently the head the head coach of uh jacksonville state and they did pretty pretty darn well this season in uh fcs and i did enjoy hearing about them and their their trip up but they, uh, yeah, that's that. That's about all I know about FCS. Well, I think what SDSU's in FCS, right? Yep. And Iowa State was going to play them a few years ago for probably. I don't know. We probably paid them like twenty bucks and give them a soda or something. Yeah, I, I can't make jokes about NDSU. Um, <laughs> I'm fairly certain they beat my Hawkeyes, so. Dude, NDSU is absolutely a killer. I saw, I don't know how many Iowa fans retweet the NDSU joke about beating the Big 12. And then next tweet in that thread was all about Iowa. And it's like, ooh, that's tough. You know, it's funny because the more educated Iowa fans kind of saw it coming. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny because that wasn't that bad of a team either. Um, we weren't bad, that bad of a team. It, it's 20, just 2016. You guys only lost what? 2016 games. We wound up nine and three at the end of the season, if I'm not mistaken, either eight, nine and three or eight and four. But we were just a one score game again away from uh, winning the division. You lost was, um, yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin yeah. Yep. yep. But absolutely, you know, NDSU is an absolute incredible program. And if you're an FCS fan, huge, great follow, absolutely great follow. But to the Big Ten, the big question this year is Indiana. Let's start there. Is Indiana going to repeat the magic and finish second in the East? So. I think to an extent, yes, they will, but not. They're not going to beat Ohio State. Mm, no, and, no way. And I'm not entirely sure that they're going to actually beat uh, Penn State at College Station, or excuse me, at, at in, in Happy Valley. Happy Valley, right? And that's a month away. That's yeah, not that long. so so they might. Yeah, their schedule is just tough. I mean, they start out at, at Iowa, which they could certainly win that one, but it's not easy. I wouldn't be they, I wouldn't be shocked to see Indiana win that one. I mean, I don't think anybody would. Honestly, it, I don't think anybody would. It's, it's what seventeen it's, at seventeen at eighteen. Yeah, it's a, like a three point spread, which for those that don't follow sports, basically means that Las Vegas expects Iowa to win by three. Um, not, and I was, not I was, I was forty-five and five when they are a favorite. 
since what 2015 is that number um that i don't know uh quite frankly but, i'm not as much of a gambler so but over the last the basics yeah over the last 50 games when i iowa is a favorite they are 45 and 5 so i guess the safe money is on iowa in my opinion the, the smart money is on indiana um I think if you were well, first of all, I wouldn't bet on that one because yeah, the I spread would. <laughs> is too. I, it's, it's not the spread is too narrow. It's the first game in front of fans in twenty months. There's just so much that can go mm. either way on that one. You don't know how some of these players are actually going to react in front of actual fans. So yeah. that particular game, I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. It it doesn't seem like there's a lot of money to be made on it, but. It's if, it's a game that's going to be close. It's a game that's going to be tight. And and I mean those as different things. The score will be close, but I think that the play will be very tight. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair statement. I, I think if you're looking for a, like a Big Ten game to bet on, um, and this is might actually be a little bit of a surprise, but actually take uh, Minnesota with the points over... Uh, Ohio State. I think I think think differently. I think Northwestern versus Wisconsin is the game to bet on. That's not this week, though. No, it's not. But I think that looking at this season, I think looking at this entire season, because the Big Ten's not a huge, honestly, in my opinion, it's not a huge conference to bet on. Period. I don't know what makes a uh, conference a huge uh, conference to bet on, to be honest. I mean, unless you're expecting an upset, it's not going to – just because the Big Ten's very low scoring, it's very defensive-based. Unless under. Ohio State's playing. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, no, you are right. Minnesota versus Ohio State will is, is a good one to bet the points on. I, I just – I think – it's funny. I was actually going over this in a uh, Twitter argument today because that's you know what I do. <laughs> um, and I was looking back, and the two games on the road under Day that uh, Ohio State has played that are comparable, I guess, are 2019 Michigan, which for whatever reason Michigan can't beat Ohio State. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> my. my it just it just can't happen. So even if they're you know going into that game eleven now, you you always bet on Ohio State. Mm-hmm. The next best team that they've played on the road is Indiana, and that was again twenty nineteen. So twenty nineteen didn't Indiana win what four games? No, they were a seven and five team, I think. Uh, so like middle of the road. Yeah. So how people how people think of Iowa. Uh, maybe a tick lower. I mean, they were they um, were worse than Iowa, but how people think tick, of Iowa, very middle of the road. I would say a tick lower, and, and he, hear me out on this one. The reason mm-hmm. I'm saying that is because what Miss Minnesota is right now is basically how people think of Iowa. Well, what happened the last time Ohio State actually went off on the road to, to play Iowa? And, and this is not you know just to bring up that game. It's <laughs> it's 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 actually to, to showcase a point when they play on the road to. Even against a middle of the pack team, they are susceptible to that loss. 
they just they haven't played those games in the last two years. Yeah. Ohio State does seem to manage to get away with road games, but Indiana is not one of those unless it comes to non-conference games because they're the only one of their three non-conference games this year is on the road, and that's at, at Western Kentucky. Really? They... Yep. And Indiana, after they play Iowa, will face Idaho, and then they will face Cincinnati, both of those at home, and then they'll face Western Kentucky in Kentucky. I don't know where Western Kentucky is actually based out of. Probably, you know, the western side of Kentucky. I, you know, one would assume so, but you can never know with Kentucky. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but I think, I don't know, I think that Indiana has has their work cut out for them this year. I think that they really, I think Cincinnati will be a tough one for them. And personally, I expect a loss. I think that Cincinnati is actually a very good program, uh, at least with their current roster. Maybe, maybe not, you know, historically, maybe not, you know, as much in recent years as people kind of hype them up to be. But I do personally think that this Cincinnati roster, they didn't lose a whole lot. And so they, I think, will have a tough game there. You know, number eight, Cincinnati. Then in one, you know, one month from tomorrow, they're in Happy Valley facing Penn State. And we all know that Penn State's a good program. Yep. Yeah, historically, I, and last I year agree they had with a rough you. year. Last year they had a rough year. It happens. Yep. You know, everybody has a rough year or five. Um, you know, maybe seven, eight. Um, it happens. I thought you didn't want to talk about Nebraska anymore. <laughs> I, I was hoping you'd catch that. Um, so so then, the, the you know the interesting thing about Indiana is, and I think you were kind of getting to this. They could have a really good team. They could pretty much be where they were at last year and still have a a record that doesn't impress people. You know, oh, yeah. seven and five or eight and four. Oh yeah, they could and, be they and, could and, be and second in the East and not impress people. Well, I'm more talking about. So I don't think they're going to be the second the second in the East. I think you don't think they'll beat Penn State. State? I think I don't because um, that'll I, be the deciding game, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, and I think they they lose that. That's the only reason I'm actually mm. thinking that they're going to finish third. Um, they also have to go to Michigan, and I, I know I love making fun of Michigan. Uh, my my wife is actually a Wolverine. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> it, it's great! It's great for me. I mean, I don't have to make up the jokes. Um, but you know, you actually look at Harbaugh outside of 2020 and. He's actually really good at home and really terrible on the road. Yes, and that and that's always been his weakness. And I think that Ann Arbor, obviously Ann Arbor's what, 110,000 fans? You know, I would assume that it they're is. Gonna sell, they're going to sell as many tickets as the law allows them to. And so, I mean, you see them go into Ann Arbor, and I wouldn't be, I would not be shocked if they lost it in Ann Arbor. I wouldn't be shocked if anybody lost in Ann Arbor. I mean, where's where's the game? Where's the game being played this year? Is it in? It's Ann Arbor. It's Ann Arbor, and that's why. You know, I'm I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Michigan ended up winning the game this year. Will they? Probably not. But if it happened, it's like it's in Michigan. It makes more sense to not. 
Michigan is that strange team that'll beat Indiana at home, but lose to Nebraska in, in Lincoln. Yeah. That that's the best that's the best way to describe Michigan, for sure. But I think personally, I think, you know, you've got the three the three the three big teams in the East that they have to face, right? You know, Penn State, Ohio State, mm-hmm. and Michigan. The 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 two blue bloods and Ohio State. And then I think I don't know. I personally think that Indiana's big defining game is going to be Minnesota. I think, I think that one, honestly, I think hindsight, it might be the one against Iowa because it's probably the most winnable of their uh, away games. You're getting Iowa early, and Iowa does actually struggle a little bit earlier on. I know a friend, a few friends of mine have pointed out that, yeah, we actually are – 18 and two in openers in the last 20 years. Like, yeah, but how many of those teams are, you know, ranked in the top 20? Yeah. How many of those teams had a winning record the year before? I like, well, the, the year before that, that one, we've actually played good G five teams, but good G five teams and good power five teams are not the same. Right. I mean, we'll look at their, your opener last year was against Purdue, right? Yeah. We lost that. Yeah. <laughs> and look at um, you know the second game. I you know the second game even you lost, yeah, we lost that to Northwestern. Northwestern, uh, Northwestern, know, in my opinion, was a good team last year. I I oh, am yeah, of that opinion. Sure. And we'll get sure. and we'll get I to mean, them this year. But we, we should not have lost a game that we had a seventeen point lead. But yes, they <laughs> are a good team. Hey, at least you're not Baylor. They lost a game that they had a twenty one point lead in. Don't don't it's, forget that. It's true. I hey, no, I, I it was yeah. was that a bowl game against Michigan State? No, that was a regular season game against Iowa State. Uh, so there was um there was a bowl game against Michigan State. I think it was like after the 2014 season. Oh, that was when they were hit, like middle of the good. road good. I, I yeah, like middle of the road, was, good, you know. It was like right after RG3. Right. So right. The, they they had like that you know RG three hangover, um, so they were still kind of good. They were like an eight win team or something like that. Mm. Um, I, I, I maybe maybe even a little better. Uh, I thought they were up by like thirty or something like that. Um, I, I remember turning off the game and, and I looked back at it. And I'm like how how did Michigan State win this? <laughs> no, that's the most Baylor thing that could ever happen. Like. Like if they would have if they would have lost the national championship game in basketball this year, I wouldn't have been shocked at all. I would have been like, yeah, that's Baylor. Yeah, Baylor Baylor would lose that game for sure, for sure. <laughs> I, yeah, that's just kind of how it, how it goes there. And to their credit, the Big Ten is known for defense. It's historically it's been a very run centric conference because. You know, if you look at if you look at the teams in it, you have multiple blue bloods. Look at, you know, I'm going to bring up Nebraska here. You know, look look at Nebraska, Michigan, mm-hmm. Penn State. Tell me those aren't absolute blue blood programs. I don't in know. My, Is Penn State a blue blood? In my opinion, yes, because they were good. 
they were they were good in the right period of time when so many other of the current blue bloods were also good and they were okay. right there competing with everybody i think i think i want to say that they have more national championships than nebraska does which obviously doesn't mean a whole lot with what yale having 21 um i yes i mean like minnesota has more but it's it's weird because there was a period of time where national championships didn't really mean much. Right. Uh, and, and even if you think back, so I, I know you're, this probably predates you a little bit, but um, the BCS was obviously the thing before the college football playoffs. Before right. that was the bowl Alliance and the bowl coalition. Which was designed contracts. to do basically the same thing. It was kind well, of contract, it was supposed wasn't to do it? the same thing. Yes, but it was supposed to do the same thing that the BCS was. It was supposed to crown a national champion. Um, the problem with that was that the Pac-12 and Big Ten didn't actually sign on to it. So you had a bunch of years where the number one team actually played the number four team because two and three weren't part of that contract. That makes sense. Uh, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Example. That makes a lot of sense. And then there were contracts with bowls because I remember, you know, you'd have, you know, the, the champion of the big eight always played the champion of the ACC in the orange bowl. Yep. And mm-hmm. that was, that was always a huge thing. And sometimes you'd have number one versus like number five. Yep. And yeah, that was contracted out. But at the same time, uh, if I remember correctly, number one always could have played numbers, you know, two, three, whatever. And I never understood as a kid why. But hearing this now, it, it doesn't like, or I should say, why that didn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. But hearing that now, it, it does make sense now. Why suddenly you have number one versus number five? Why? And then number five beats number one. Oh, they're num- they're national champions. Why is, you know. HPVU at national champion instead of Miami. So uh, the the example that I kind of point to is 1993 when Penn State, I think they only lost a game. Um, it was like to Purdue or something weird. Um, they were number one when they played Ohio State. Ohio State was ranked in the top 25. I don't remember. This, this mm. is a while ago, so I don't remember what they were. <laughs> um, they won that game. And then got bumped down to number two. And then stayed at number two for the rest of the season. They did not oh. win the national championship. Florida State did. 93. Florida yeah, State would have played Oklahoma, I think, in the Orange Bowl. It wasn't. I know this hurts, but it was Nebraska. Was it? Okay. No, that makes sense. It, was, no, I, I just was, know that it was right before you guys went on that run. Right. I just know that Oklahoma and Nebraska went back and forth with going to the Orange Bowl. I just couldn't I just can't remember all the years where Nebraska wasn't, you know, definitely in it. You know, like I remember the yeah, I mean, 91 game where we lost to Miami off of the go for two. Mm-hmm. You know, like like stuff like that. But no, it's, you know, a team like a team like Indiana this season. Has the work cut out for them, for sure. And it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's going to be tough for them. But in my opinion, yeah, it, a hindsight game will be the Iowa game. I think that will be the season-defining game. But I think 
if they have the season that they're supposed to, right? Where I believe they're supposed to beat Iowa. For most predictions, I think that they're most they're supposed to beat Iowa. And then I think they're supposed to win their non-conference games. You know, I I, I would have them winning their non-conference games. Um, Cincinnati will be a tough Even one. Even Cincinnati? I think Cincinnati will be a tough one. But because they're at home in, I don't know where they play at, actually. And I really don't want to know because Indiana's like the armpit of the United States. Um, like, I think it'll be tough. Bloomington's. You know, no, I, I will say this. Bloomington's actually a really nice town. I mean, so um, is Ames. West Lafayette. <laughs> What's that? So is Ames. I wouldn't, like, well, choose to travel sure, there if I didn't have a reason. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, I mean, Indiana as a whole might be one thing, and mm-hmm. that specific city is kind of another thing. Uh, um, that makes sense. Um, with, with Indiana, I, first of all, I do actually think that they're – Probably not favor. I mean, so they're not expected to win on Saturday. It's kind of a toss-up. So, I think I, I'm not I going with Vegas. I don't think there's a. I think on that, I'm going with more so. And this is just me listening to Talking Heads, which we all know is always a bad thing. Okay. Because I think they're all like you know, oh Indiana last year. They still have the momentum from last year. They have. Uh, how do you pronounce their quarterback's last name? Oh, I'm gonna make you say it. I look, man, Spencer Penix. Um, it's um, it's, it's Michael. Michael Penix. It's funnier to say Spencer, personally, because it reminds me of when um, Iowa's quarterback was called Spencer Penis. Um, um but I, I don't know, so, man. So it's Michael Penix. Michael um, Penix. Okay, Michael Penix. Yeah. <laughs> So Michael, Michael, you know, they've got they have quite a few things. And in my opinion, they have probably the best returning. In my opinion, they have the best returning. Um, shoot, uh, defensive, defensive player. Defensive player. Defensive player. Um, yeah, in the I think they have the best uh, returning de- defensive player in the in the conference in uh, what's his name? McFadden. He is, uh, yeah, the linebacker. Yeah, no, he, he's absolutely insane. I think the only one that comes close to him is probably uh, Joseph from Northwestern. Okay. So I, I think, so, so I'll, I'll kind of walk you through the teams really, really briefly. Um, cause I, I know we, we kind of, we kind of, um, uh, went off topic for a second or two. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It happens on this show. So, quite a- so, so Indiana is kind of that type of team that's really, really aggressive. And for the most part, it's worked out for them. Here's kind of the problem. This is why I don't think they're expected to win on Saturday. If you're going against a really disciplined team and you're trying to force them into a mistake, and you're also leaving opportunities open to kind of exploit that aggressiveness. Mm. You run the risk of actually giving up bigger plays. Iowa's not a big play team. Nope. But if you give them the opportunity, I'm sure they'll wind up taking it. I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard, you know, fourth and one, who are you giving the ball to? Oh, Nate Stanley. 
Well, I mean, hey, he's, you know, they're not a they're not a team that has created their brand, their image off of big plays. They're a team that's created their image off of just being consistent and always being there. But I, and I agree with that. And I think that the big thing with what I'm saying here is that they're not going to beat themselves more often than not. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to be aggressive to actually exploit that, it's not the strategy for Iowa. The strategy for Iowa is to do whatever Purdue does every year. Beat Iowa? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> you get one no-name receiver to get 300 yards or whatever he does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there but, you go. Which, which, don't get me wrong, Indiana could do. They've got a couple of receivers that are really, really good. Mm. But I don't exactly know if I would say that we, they're expected to win. It's a toss-up. Um they do sure. have a difficult uh, schedule, and as I said, I could see them finishing anywhere between second and fourth, um, and it really comes down to Penn State and Michigan. Penn State, I think, is a lot better of a team than they actually showed last year. I think they oh, were yeah. like four and five. Um, I think last they're... year they had a lot of coaching issues that stemmed from COVID. I, I think last year... There, there's a certain element of, of last year you have to take with a grain of salt because the <laughs> rules were really, really different for yep. basically every school, basically every conference. Penn State's got the talent to be ten a 10-win team. I actually think they could be an 11-win team. I think that uh, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that they're going to beat Ohio State. But everybody else on their schedule, it's a winnable game. And yes, I, I know my team's prediction. Um, that is a I'm, big I'm predicting prediction. 10. I'm predicting 10. Okay. But then what, what do you, where do you think? I'm going to, I'm going to force you to lock it in. Okay. I'm okay. going to force you to lock it in. Where do you put Indiana? Third. I'm going to say third. You put them third. All right. So then let's. Let's go to uh, you know. Let's go to the first real uh, challenge on their schedule. Penn State. We're not going to count Cincinnati just because. Uh, just well, because like they're non-con. I'd like you to. I'd like you to consider Iowa as the first challenge. <laughs> but, hey, that, I, I figured that was an intentional dig. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, you you caught me. You caught me. I right, get a little smarter than. My usual co-host, um, <laughs> but let's let's talk about Penn State for a minute. Penn State last year struggled; they struggled quite a bit, and that's absolutely no secret. But you know, it's it's one of those things where you know you said that the rules last year kind of were kind of different, and that's a lot due to the COVID nineteen virus. And then, uh, yeah. You know, I think I think that they had coaching struggles because of the COVID nineteen virus. I think that it was genuinely like their coaches couldn't figure out how to adapt to what they needed to do for the year. I, I think that's part of it. I also think that mm. even beyond COVID, Penn State has struggled on the offensive side of things since Barclay, uh, Saquon left. Um, they yeah. haven't really had a quarterback. I mean, Trace McSorley was a winner. Um, and he, he's broken my heart multiple times. I don't know that Sean Clifford had that in him. And I don't actually think it's Sean Clifford's fault. I think it's the coaching. 
know, they've got, I, I thought they actually got a new offensive coordinator this year. Did they? Um, I, I, I believe so. I know that he's been working with a new quarterback coach, if nothing else. I, I see them actually getting a lot more production out of him. I think he's going to be much more of a threat than he was last year. Yep, they just got a new and, coordinator. Okay. Uh, is it? Mm, no, I have Mad Blocker on. You can screw off Penn State. No, I don't want to sign up for Penn State football notifications. What do you mean? Uh, Mike Yurkich. It's his 23rd year of coaching total. Yeah. Um, but it is his first year here at Penn State. Mm-hmm. He. Wow. I didn't realize in 23 years how well you could do. Um, he was just with Texas, which ex- which I feel sorry for Penn State. I I don't think they're going to do amazing because uh, Texas last year probably had the second best running back in uh, the Big 12, and they absolutely screwed the pooch with them. I think he is a better coach. Under the right circumstances. And I think these are the right circumstances. I do actually think they're going to be a lot better. Texas is a mess for multiple different reasons. Um, I won't even go into that because I believe they're still in the Big 12. And that's not on this particular pod. They are still in the Big 12. And you can hear all about the Big 12 on the Around the Corner podcast. Um, Getting to the next team (laughs) on the list. You've got uh, Michigan. Um, so we're, we're, we're going to just assume Ohio state is great and they're number one, right? I mean, yeah, there's, there's no way that Ohio state loses enough games to, to drop I, I, to number two, even. And if I jinx I, them, yeah. good. if I jinx them, good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I, I'm not going to talk about them just because we, we know how they recruit. We know how they play. They've got, you know, a quarterback that, has been throwing for 60 yards since he was three, um, in, you know, in the air. So, so like uh, it's, it, it, yeah, I'm sure it'd be really fun for people in Columbus to hear about that, but like, mm. just watch your games, you know, enjoy the time you have. I don't, I don't want to deal with that. Um, you're you're going to win the, the conference most likely. Oh yeah. Other teams, so. <laughs> other teams, however, Michigan, you know, they're, they're a really interesting team because I don't know what they are. Um, I, I want to, it's, it's weird because last year I, I wanted to take with a little bit of a grain of salt, but oh man, they were so bad. I mean, they were really yeah. bad. Yeah. I, like it, they, they were bad to the point where they canceled the last three games. And I understand that most of it was <laughs> COVID, but there, there's that. So that, they that, say that, there, there's that. Rumor and, and and it's it's a rumor that had they played somebody like Ohio State, um, Ryan Day would have dropped a hundred on them. <laughs> I heard that a couple of times. It, it, it's on Twitter, so it doesn't really count for much. But mm. a part of me kind of believes that. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think that it would have been a ridiculously high scoring game. I would have been well, making jokes for weeks about how uh, the Big Ten doesn't play defense. Well, one team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, one team's all it takes. But, but I, I mean, unfortunately, when it's a high-profile team, you're right. But Penn State this year, man. 
they they don't have the toughest they really don't have all that tough of a schedule now i will say they play really? they put hey now listen really they play four teams that are ranked preseason you know they they start out this weekend at number 12 wisconsin that will absolutely be the big 10 game to watch on saturday that will be that will yeah. 100% have more implications <laughs> it will have 100% more implications than indiana iowa because we're talking about a team that's predicted that most people are predicting to go second in the east versus the team that's predicted to win the west well i mean predictions are kind of like kittens everybody's giving them away true i'm giving them away right now <laughs> my 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 point is, I'm putting Wisconsin first in the West by default, just because more often than not that happens. But yep. if you actually look at their team, like where where's that coming from? I mean, was Graham Mertz that much better than Spencer Petrus? Was where their running is- game better than 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 Iowa's? Was their defense even at the, the at the level that Iowa's was? Or, or I, I can't even. I don't even know the name of Iowa's running back. To be honest, Tyler so, Goodson. Goodson. Oh, he plays for Iowa. Oh, okay. That explains why I see his name a lot. <laughs> I look, man. I've heard but, that the I've heard that the over under is twelve hundred for him this season. I can't see that ever happening. He'd literally have to average hundred yards a game. And I can't see that happening in the slightest. I, yeah, I saw that. I answered it. And I essentially said that if, you're, if you have 18 carries a game and you average five yards a carry, you're going to fall short of 1,200 yards. And that's a good game. I, in my opinion, that is a good game. It's not only a good game, it's an incredible uh, game to average. I mean, we're not you talking could... about just like a normal. <laughs> we're, we're talking about average so you, you might throw in, you know, 170 yards in one of those games. You might get 50 when you play a team that can just destroy the run. The, the chances of that happening are pretty darn high. I mean, as you once said, um, defense is kind of what the Big Ten is known for. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's kind of true. So uh, 1,200 yards, I, I think, is probably too high. If you were to say, you know, 1,400 all-purpose yards, I, I would buy into that because I think he's going to be a big part of the uh, passing game. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I believe that 100%. And I think that when Penn State visits uh, Kinnick on uh, October 9th, I think that that will be a very defining game for them. It's in the middle of the season. They will be, you know, at... I would assume that this game will end up being a night game, seeing as how tickets, oh, yeah, for are, sure. tickets are currently going for $90. So I could, I, sure. def, I definitely see this. I definitely see, I would, I'm going to assume it'll be on Fox network. Probably. And I can see them saying, okay, this is on FS one at what, what do, what do big 10 night games usually go at 8 PM central? I think like between seven and seven thirty, but I, I wouldn't expect it Some, to be FS1 if it's a big game. It'd probably be on actual Fox. Do they show sports on actual Fox? I think so. They think I think they still do that. Oh wow! I thought they stopped that. 
when they got, you know, the Big Ten Network? <laughs> um, no, I think that. Uh, wow. I think they still do that. I think, but I think Penn State will probably beat Indiana. Um, which is the week before, you know, like, yep. you know, we already we talked about that game. But I think that the week after will be a very defining game. I think that Penn State will likely beat Iowa, but I think that it will be a close game. I think that it'll be a game that really sets up their season going into not Illinois the week or two weeks after, but um, three weeks later. They face Ohio State in mm-hmm. Columbus. And I think that mm-hmm. the Iowa game will be what defines that for them, personally. I think that they're, they're, I, a, they're a team that doesn't have a star. I, you know, in my opinion, they don't have a star. They don't have that guy that's really their, you know, defining moment. Like, Iowa for the last 45 years has had Keith Duncan. Um <clears throat> <laughs> you know, Indiana has uh, has uh, Michael Penix. Wisconsin has uh, Bucky the Badger. You know, but like it's you know, Penn State's rarely been that kind of team. Even even back hearing about them in the you know the old the, the, the olden days, back when Penn State fans want to forget now. Uh, it's they've never seemed to have a star player that's really been that headliner. It's always just been Penn State wins. Penn State wins. Penn State's wait, good. Wait, what? What are you talking about, man? They had the best running back in the game. You I mean, the Sa- guy that's playing for the New York Giants right now. No, no, no. I mean, aside from Saquon Barkley, a pretty big aside. I mean, aside from Saquon Barkley, because Saquon Barkley was kind of the one that rebuilt their program, which. Absolute ups to him, man. Okay. Okay, fair enough. So the, the way that I kind of look at it, just in general for most teams, there's two games. There's one that separates you from your middle and your ceiling, and then there's one that separates you from your middle and your floor. Mm. And, I, you know, I was, I've actually been saying this for a while, that Nebraska's floor game was Illinois. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, sorry man. Damn it. I with with Penn with Penn State, I think their floor game is probably either against Wisconsin or Iowa. I think it, they, I think it's Iowa right now. I I think it depends. It depends on what happens with Wisconsin because I think they're kind of like a package deal in a sense. They have to win one of those games. Yes. I think Wisconsin is, I, in my opinion, Wisconsin's the ceiling. Because I don't think they're beating Ohio State. I really don't. But I think I don't, Wisconsin's yeah, the ceiling. Okay. I think Wisconsin's I the ceiling and Iowa's the floor. Well, I mean, if you really want to go there, then you probably can say either Michigan or Indiana is the floor. I mean... Michigan's the floor for most teams in the East anymore. Rutgers and Maryland are the are like kind of just chilling in the basement drinking Bush Light. Or what do they drink on the East Coast? PBR, I think. 
No, PBR is a Wisconsin beer, man. Um, is it a Wisconsin beer? Oh, they're probably, uh, they, they're probably they, 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 they they're probably drinking like Schlitz. <laughs> damn, that is that's damn like craft. They're just vibing with craft beers, even just chilling. Wait, wait, Schlitz. No, is Schlitz a is not a craft beer? beer. Schlitz is not a craft beer. But I could see Rutgers in Maryland chilling with craft beers. Well, I mean. So, so first of all, I think Rutgers is probably not a ceiling team anymore, or excuse me, a floor team anymore. I I think that they actually have a pretty good shot at six wins this year. I think I think they're going to go bowling. I do. I kind of do too. I do. I do. Kind of do too. I mean, and I like their quarterback. Three, I like you know. I'm I'm biased, but I like their quarterback. I do too. You know, I think I think their quarterbacks. <laughs> A good quarterback. <laughs> you know, uh, Noah Vedrill. You know, I, I got to see him play in high school. Very cool. Very cool stuff. Very cool. Yeah. He's, um, I, I, I think they're a six-win team. Um, they, they have three easy non-conference games. I think they have, uh, like, Syracuse is their tough game. But Syracuse is um, bad. They're very, you know, they're very, let- very bad. Let's talk about Rutgers. We've talked about Penn State. Let's talk about Rutgers. They've sure. they play they play Temple tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, eight dollar tickets. You tell me that they're going to lose that game. Eight dollar no. eight dollar tickets at Temple. You tell me they're going to lose that game. No, no way. They're they're playing at home. Oh no, you're right. Sorry, sorry. No, I got I got that mixed up. Um, for some reason, I saw the BTN and I was like, oh, they're at Temple. I don't know. Um, Syracuse will be their tough. The fact that Syracuse is a tough non-con game. Like, come on, man. They were really? good ones. They were good ones. They were good ones. They also had Carmelo Anthony playing basketball for them once. Uh, no, I mean, one of those years when um, I think... Maybe Notre Dame made the playoff. So, like 2018, I think their big win was against uh, Syracuse. That's scary. Well, that's a different issue, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, then they face Delaware at home. Like that's going to be easy. I think. Yeah. Was Rutgers. I predict Rutgers will beat Illinois. And obviously, they're going to beat Maryland. Maryland hasn't played football since 2004. Yeah, I actually just thought they had a basketball team. So I Look, man, I heard that they had a volleyball team once, and I also got confused about that because I haven't seen them play in a while. So they just kind of like – I think they just give, give us students and say they're athletes. <laughs> You know, Maryland is a weird team, man. They're a really, really talented team. Um, but they're kind of a team that I could actually see only winning a game. Like, literally oh, yeah. just, you know, one game. Oh, yeah. And it, I, maybe it's the coaching. I, I don't think Loxley is a very good coach. Oh. But, but sticking with Rutgers, they obviously have a tough schedule for the sole they reason of they're in the East. They have to play Ohio State uh, in a month. They have to play. I mean, they they get Wisconsin this year, which is very that's unfortunate. That's tough. That's tough. But they have it at home, right? 
But do you think that people watch football in New Jersey? They barely watch no, the Giants I, and the Jets, and they play in New Jersey. I, I think that they could actually win that game, to be honest. I don't think that they will. I think that the game that they have the best chance of getting an upset would be Michigan State. That's not really a, an upset. Michigan State's terrible. It is for Rutgers, which is very unfortunate for them. But historically, that would be considered an upset for them. Second-year well, coach at Michigan State. Year. I mean, yeah, but that was also a first-year coach. And wasn't that their wasn't that Rutgers or Michigan State's second game of the year? Um, sounds about right. Yeah. So I remember what Michigan State's first year first game was against Michigan, and then they made T-shirts about beating them. I mean, they, are those still available? I want to buy one. So I think that was like third game, um, and I only know this because the only team that I watch as much as Iowa is Michigan. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. It's very important. A lot of time. I know I, I watch a lot of losses um, between the two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, losing to Purdue two times a year must be tough. Michigan doesn't usually play them, so it's, it's usually, you know. Two oh, that's true. Indiana no, they're in, they're in different. Yeah, they're in different. Yeah, uh, it's. Divisions, different divisions. So, so, so we get like a variety of different Indiana teams. We get to watch mm-hmm. beat our teams. Yeah, um, it's all like it's, man, it's, it's just it's really cool. Indiana. I mean, yeah. you live you live in Illinois, but like so, just fuck Indiana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, th- I, I don't know. I think that I think they beat Illinois. I think they beat Michigan State. They beat Maryland for sure. With those three conference wins. And the three non-conference games that are very likely wins. I think I think they're a shoe in for a bowl. I really do. I, I do. think they're likely. I think they're likely for a bowl. I think at the very least, I think they get win. five wins. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I think for six wins, they they have to not, you know, lose a game that they shouldn't. I think. And Syrac- I do actually. I think Syracuse is the game that they're likeliest to lose. Oh, I think Michigan State, but I also don't think that's an upset. I that's fair. No, that's very fair. I think Syracuse is the game that they'll likely lose just because they're at Syracuse. The other I think I think it's not too hard to beat Illinois at home. I think, you know, considering the fact that they literally know the quarterback. Eh. You know? Hey, Illinois, I don't know, man. I mean, Illinois kind of scares me. <laughs> He he was so good at Wisconsin, and I I think he wasn't great at uh, mm-hmm. Arkansas, but he wasn't he wasn't nearly as bad as people say. I mean, Arkansas is not an easy place to play. I don't think you know? I don't think it is. No, it's in the SEC, but it sucks. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, well, no, because I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, yes, there are us. No, it, it is it is good. It, mm. the, the SEC is the best conference, but you know we're we're talking about you know rotating three teams, two, really. Uh, so I have LSU and Georgia in with Alabama. I have Alabama and Georgia just because LSU wins a national title one year, and then the next year they put a bull sanction on themselves when they win four games. 
No, it was really classy and all, but still, yeah, it was super, know, super classy. I just, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't understand it. Well, but, no, because they weren't going to get invited to a bowl, so they're like, "Hey, no, 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 this is us deciding it." Yeah, it's, hey guys, it's classy. I know we only have one game left, and we literally can't get invited to a bowl. But like, let's chill, all right? Hey, we're going to take a break. But speaking of breaks, sure. Speaking of breaks, let's talk about Maryland, because uh, that is a school that seems to have taken a break from most sports for the past few years. And good grief. They have no chance. They really have no chance this year, because just like uh, Rutgers, they have to face four ranked teams. They just don't have to face Wisconsin. Instead, they face Iowa. As well yeah, as, they play Iowa. They as well play as they, Iowa in Maryland. They that, play that one actually scares Virginia. me. They're gonna they're gonna lose to West Virginia. No no chance at that one. Oh my goodness gracious! I'll probably watch that game. Man, I I, I will say Maryland has a quarterback in Tagovailoa. You know, to his brother. He, if he's actually given free reign to kind of do his thing, I, I do think they can actually upset somebody. And unfortunately, I could see them upsetting Iowa. That is that is the one game that I could see them actually managing, because Bad there's no way time. that they there's no way that they upset Indiana. Indiana actually has a good enough defense somehow. That's something that you don't say about Indiana a lot. But Maryland's game, in my opinion, has never been long passes, which Iowa is a school that has consistently done well against big play teams. You know, like look at 2017 Ohio State. Definitely Mm -hmm. a big team. Iowa shut down their pass game. They forced them to play the run game and they literally just didn't have it. Look at um, actually, it was the ex- it was it was. Uh, I gotta correct you there. It was the reverse. They only actually ran the ball th- six times in the first half. They kept on feeding that guy. They probably would have been a lot better off in that 2017 game. Really? Yeah. I really- I guess I just remember it differently. Interesting. No, that's very interesting. But Maryland, I do I do mm-hmm. think you're right about the the big play. Um, with, with Iowa, I think that that is their benefit. You know that that's what they kind of you know live off of. Because in my opinion, it's the consistency part. In yeah. my opinion, it's it, yeah, sure. it's it's the consistency part. Iowa's a team that has always, since Kirk Ferentz really found his own, which I I will say, I think took a bit. Looking at his early record, it took a little bit for him to really come into his own at Iowa, and I think that it was mostly just getting a consistency of players that bought into his vision. But suddenly they start being incredibly consistent and they're shutting down big play teams and you see them winning games that they really shouldn't have. And why is that? Because they're consistent. They're consistently doing these things on defense that the only way to beat that is also consistency. It's like you said with uh, Indiana. You know, they're a very aggressive team and they struggle against teams that are just consistently there and do the, the things that they should right every time because you're going to leave gaps open. 
And I think that Maryland isn't a team that literally is able to have those gaps because they can't make the big plays. If they do, it's a one-off. What scares me about Maryland is exactly what Iowa is not historically good at defending, which is a mobile quarterback. I I mean, it's... Exactly. So one one of the things that, you know, I look at that that game on on, on my calendar and I'm like, (laughs) "Ah, that's not, that might not be a great Friday night for him. Yeah. No, the trip, Uh, the, you know, the option, the option is always a good thing. And he's definitely an option quarterback. Historically, the option is succeeded at every school. Well, I don't know if he's an option quarterback, but he's certainly a mobile quarterback. I mean, yeah, fair enough. I guess I'm, I guess I'm used to uh, <laughs> hearing every game that I go to live, you know, run the ball, run the option, run the option, run the ball. Yeah. So you're thinking about way back in the day when Nebraska actually ran the triple option. You mean um, played, I think, played you know, good honestly, football? I think that. I don't know that anybody beyond one of the military academies and maybe like Georgia Tech 10 years ago actually ran the, the, the triple option in the last 10 years. Uh, Bo Pelini did. Did he? Yeah, he succeeded in the Big 12 with oh. it. But again, the Big 12 wasn't super, wasn't really set up to succeed against it because how many teams ran it? One. Okay. Are you going to change your entire defense for one team? No. Win more sure. games, win more games than one. But I think I think Maryland has a chance to make that upset. But there's no way they beat Ohio State. I don't think that they beat Indiana because Indiana is just going to run at them and they're going to be flustered. There's no way they beat Penn State. There really isn't. But I think that um, they have a better not. year this year than last year for sure. I think they win two of their three non-con games. And I think that Tugavalaya is a genuine contender for breakout player of the year. Behind, I think, behind Graham Mertz. I, you know, I, those are kind of popular picks. If yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of running with the crowd on that a little bit. I, I, if, if you're talking about how good Penn State is, let, let's either go with uh, Sean Clifford or um, the running back uh, Kane. Those are two really good options for breakout player of the year, especially if you think that Penn State's going to have a a back year. That's fair. That's fair. But I think Mertz, I don't know. In my opinion, Mertz is above them just because I think that Wisconsin will win the division. And we'll get to them here in just just a minute after we talk about – Two of the three remaining East teams, but we've got two still. We have three. One being really that everybody knows about Ohio State, then Michigan, yeah, Michigan we're, State. Yeah, so I figured we we're going to skip Ohio State because we kind of already know about them. I think everybody the knows about them. media covers them. Oh yeah, yeah. we don't. Everybody, talk about them. everybody knows win. about Ohio State. What Ohio State's going to have Offensive Player of the Year in Stroud? No way, he doesn't win. I'm sure that he's going to throw for 7 million yards and run for 140 every game. And because that's just Ohio State, that's just how they're going to end up. 
their defense is going to their defense is going to hold everybody to negative 43 points and they're going to win the conference. They're going to be a favorite for the playoff and the only way that they don't make it is if there's a one win or a one loss Big 12 champion between Iowa State and Oklahoma. I mean I don't think either of those two teams make it over Ohio State that's undefeated. I think that they do, but I think it's solely because ESPN likes narratives. And we all know how Matt, if you follow Matt on Twitter, you know how he feels about ESPN and their narrative pushing. Yeah, I'm not really a huge fan. But going on to Michigan State here, uh, really straightforward schedule. I think that they lose four four games for sure. They lose four for sure, right? They lose against Miami. They lose against Indiana. They lose against Ohio State, and they lose against Penn State. The rest, with Michigan State and their coach, I never liked him when he was at Colorado. I didn't like his coaching style or his, you know, just his play style. It could be a toss-up. It really could. Even against Nebraska, I think that it could be a toss-up. That's saying a lot. <laughs> I see, and I think Nebraska beats him. I just don't know that they're that good of a team right now. This is year yeah. two. It's, yeah. I, I mean, and th- this is a real rebuild. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's. I, I mean, D'Antonio was a great coach, but those last few years, it was pretty lean. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there's there's a reason he's not there anymore. Um, I. I just I don't see them. Win. I don't see them winning six. Um, I I I could see them, you know, four and eighteen. No, I'd have to I'd have to agree with that. I think that that's a pretty reasonable look. And they face they also face Western Kentucky. Damn, Western Kentucky really getting it this year. Damn, what does their schedule look like? What is their schedule? Damn, look. Western Kentucky faces Army, Indiana, and Michigan State all in a row. What the hell? What is that? They're really going at it, huh? Big so, ups. So which other team, which other uh, Big Ten East team did we uh, not cover? Michigan? Michigan. Michigan is a team, in my opinion, in my opinion, that will struggle this year. They won't struggle like they did last year, but I think they will still struggle. They are such an anomaly to me because three of the six years that uh, Harbaugh's coached there, they're ten win teams. You know, mm. it, it's not he, he. You know, outside of last year, they haven't won fewer than eight. Now he does have problems against Ohio State. He does have problems in bowl games, but. The overall product that he's been putting out is not nearly as bad as what the media says. They're, nope. they're not that bad. Now, with nope. that said, I still don't know that this season is going to be one of his best. I do see something like a seven or eight win season, which for most Michigan fans is going to be a disappointment. Yeah, no, I, I think that this year will be probably a big disappointment to fans, but I think that it will genuinely be something that Coaching staff can look up at 
and say this was an improvement that we can continue to build on. So we've got the West. You actually mentioned that you think that Wisconsin is going to win it. I, I kind of agree and I kind of don't. I mean, as I said, I don't really know that they've been um, incredible last year. You know, some, some of the, the, the things that they lacked, some of the things that they lacked were, were very uncharacteristic uh, of mm-hmm. Wisconsin. The, the running game is, is a big thing. A lot of people talk about Graham Mertz, but where's your Melvin Gordon? Where's your Jonathan Taylor? I mean, these are the players that have won you the West and gotten you really, really close to beating uh, Ohio State. I actually think they should have beaten them in 2017. They were a better team. Uh, that's, right, that's, right now, that's the, really the big thing there. Right now, that running game is is likely in jail. Um, as as Wisconsin actually dismissed uh, one running back for arming himself uh, with a knife during a fight in the dorm, and then uh, they also suspended another running back for the for, other side know, of the fight. Yeah, it's, being on the other side of the fight. Yeah, it's like it's like wh- wh- how many teams does that happen to? And in my opinion, Minnesota aside or Minnesota, sorry, Wisconsin aside from Graham Mertz isn't a very notable team. Notre Dame will be easily their defining game of the season. I think, I think easily, even though this Saturday they face, game, I think. I think this Saturday, you know, this Saturday they face Penn State. Obviously, with them being a huge East contender, that'll be a big game. I think that they will beat Iowa. I think that they will lose to Northwestern. Personally, I think that'll be a big upset. Really, I really? think that'll Why? be. I, I think that'll be a huge upset because Northwestern. Did they lose anybody? Everybody big? almost. Everybody almost. Oh, they shoot. lost okay. a lot well, of p- players on their line. They lost their quarterback. They lost Patty Fisher, who had been a linebacker for them for, I think, 17 years. 17? That's it? Wow. Well, yeah, yeah, no, he, he was... been there as long was, as Jordan Bohannon's been at Iowa. He, um, he actually... I, I think he was becoming a doctor or something like that, but uh, ah. I didn't use eligibility. I, no, I, I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> I, I actually, <laughs> no, that's a good uh, joke. I like that joke. Just it felt like he was there for a long time. Um, but they they did lose a lot of players. Now, yeah, they still have uh, that uh, stud secondary guy, mm. uh, Joseph. Um, yeah. But uh, man, I, they lost a lot. <laughs> But I don't think that they do super well in the West. But I think that I think that they end up fourth, and I think the Northwestern beats Wisconsin in a massive upset. I think okay. that that I think that they that Wisconsin beats Iowa, beats Rutgers, duh, and then will lose to Northwestern, and then they probably take Nebraska, bend them over their knee, and call them Sally. But yeah, I, again. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that. Um, do they play in Lincoln? They they play in, uh, they, play in they play at Camp Randall. Okay, so no, I, I take that back. Um, yeah, you're I, right. They're going to do bad things to your team. But 
But I guess really we just covered it with Northwestern right there. Uh, let's talk sure. about Nebraska a little bit. Nebraska needs to. Do you fix, wait, Nebraska hold up? To, do you really want? Do you really want to talk about Nebraska? I'll talk about Nebraska. Nebraska needs to figure their shit out. Why do we have a tight end playing our center? Literally, a four-star tight end is our center. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Why did we let um, what was his name, Fordick, go at all? I would have at least tried to get him on the line at all. And I'm sure that Scott Frost did not do that. Um, Adrian Martinez is awful. Uh, I think that Vedral should have been above Martinez. And McCaffrey might have been above Vedral. I don't know because I never got to see the two together actually like play against each other, really. Um, yeah, Nebraska sucks. I expect a four-win season. They're not going bowling, and I hope that Scott Frost gets fired at the end of the season because he's shown throughout his time at both UCF and Nebraska, he doesn't do well developing his own talent. None of the players at UCF that went on to have success past UCF were his players, and all of his players are currently floundering at UCF, and it is a genuine shame. So I will say... He did actually bring in. Uh, didn't he? Um, didn't he bring in uh, Mackenzie Milton? Uh, he did. He did. So, so I mean, he did a good job with him. Um, but outside of that, I, I'd say you're probably right. I think the biggest problem with him is that he just doesn't coach his team to discipline. I mean, <laughs> if you watch that Nebraska Illinois game, I, I don't know Mistakes how all much. Over. It, it, it was it was more than that, and I think that as a fan, you probably were probably a lot more frustrated than than you know a neutral uh, yeah. party. But oh yeah, you guys you guys were the most more talented team for sure. Um, we and, we and, are and the best team. I think there, we are the better. Yeah, um, but you, you can't you can't do that stuff in the Big Ten. You can't do that in a power conference. Um, you can't, can't do- have your quarterback give up eighteen points off of passes. He he was part of it, um, he but was, he wasn't all of it. Oh no, I mean, not even close. I mean, you, you, I mean, you also had a defensive player that you know <laughs> drove a guy down, <laughs> got rid of a of an interception. That quite frankly, that doesn't happen. I, I don't. I think you blow him out. I, so I mean, like that's fair. I, I know that there's there's a lot of of Adrian Martinez hate, but like, man, that's your coaches. Well, like, I think show it's, some discipline. <laughs> I think so, it's Martinez. I think it's Jurgens. I think what was our kicker doing? Missing two extra points? What the hell? I mean, that was uh, the icing on the shit cake, really. Oh, for sure. I'm just glad that you know. At the end of the day, I'm mad that that didn't matter when the game ended. But like, you know, our coaches, our coaches just need to figure it out. And that, and the problem with Nebraska is the coaching, which isn't a problem that Minnesota has. Minnesota, I have, right behind Iowa, third in the, third in the West. I, have I do them, too. I have them. Probable losses at, versus Ohio State at home, you know, tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow night as we're recording. And then I have them losing to Iowa and Wisconsin. I think that there's a chance that they, that they beat Indiana, though. I think that they win one of Iowa, Wisconsin, Indiana. I think they beat Indiana personally. 
I, I think they win one of those games. Honestly, mm. I'm actually leaning towards them beating Wisconsin. Oh, that's an interesting one. So a part of me wants to actually to predict Minnesota being the number one team in the West because I just they're more of a proven commodity. And I, mm. everybody's going after Wisconsin like they are because, you know, history shows that. But with this coach, with this coach and this roster, with Paul Chris, they're not as proven. Yeah, mm. This coach and, and especially this roster, they're not as proven. Minnesota right. has a guy that won, you know, he was a second team all uh, Big Ten uh, quarterback, mm. Tanner Morgan. They have probably the best running back in the big 10 top five in, 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 well, outside of, uh, <laughs> uh, Dur- breeze hall is for sure the best, uh, running back, but oh, yeah. I, Mo Abraham, I, Mo is not oh. bad. He's, he's not, he's oh, not basically no. behind him, You know, he is absolutely insane. I genuinely have him in my top five running backs in all power five uh, for I, sure. I, and I was thinking that, so I, I I don't know. I mean, they, they get a little bit better on defense and, and they, mm-hmm. they, they're a good team. Um, I, th- I think Minnesota will have a good year this year. I don't think that they have any major upsets. No, no major upsets, but I do think that they have it in them to really pull it out. And speaking of pulling it out, a team that they have a good chance against Iowa. Uh, Matt, I'll I don't want to talk I, about Iowa because I actually have to use the restroom real quick. But I'll let you talk about Iowa real quick. Sure. Um, Iowa is a pretty safe bet to actually finish second virtually every year. Um, a couple of things that I kind of think about with, with, with Iowa is that they actually... In three seasons, I believe it was 2016, 2020, and 2019, have a combined 11 points of loss to the ultimate winner of the West. So 11 points actually separates them from you know the one West champion. Uh, four. Uh, to, to me, it's a little bit insane, but... Still a safe bet to bet them second because that's kind of where they they usually they usually land. I don't know that Minnesota is a good bet to beat them, just because it's been a bit um, it's been a bit since they've actually beat them in Kinnick. And Kinnick is not that easy of a place to play. Um, Iowa actually turns a decent amount. Um, I do think that their quarterback, despite a lot of people saying that he's an issue, it's going to be a lot better than uh, most people are saying. Ironically enough, the things that are kind of concerning to me about Iowa are their offensive line and their defensive line. Um, and it's not necessarily because the offensive line and the defensive line are going to actually be bad, but they typically take a little bit of time to actually get those offensive line and those defensive linemen to be up to Iowa par. And with the schedule that they have right now with uh, Indiana first and Iowa state second, I don't know that those, the the, the trenches are going to be short up by that point. So I, I could very well see them actually starting off with two losses and then roll off 10 wins, not saying that's happening. 
That sounds like a very a, Iowa thing to do. It, it does. And, and what you missed was me essentially saying that they are a perennial second place West team. Um, yeah. The thing that a lot of people do not actually think about, and I mentioned this as well, was that they are 11 points away from four West championships. 11 points. 2016, That's crazy. 2016, 2019, 2020. 11 points. So I know the criticism that my team gets, but they're really not that far. It's really not that far. No, that is that is crazy. And I think it's also kind of crazy to think this year that they have a conference game very first. Yep. And that is a game that they very well could lose as well as yep. they play Penn State at home. I think that it, that is a game that they lose, personally. Sure. Okay. And then they have to play at Camp Randall. That'll be a tough one. You know what's weird about playing Wisconsin? They're actually better in Madison than they are at Iowa. See, and that's a weird. It's weird because I 100% believe it. I do. It, 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 it's so strange because until last year. Uh, Wisconsin in uh, you know Kinnick mm. it had been since I think it was either 2008 or 2009 that we had last won against Wisconsin in Iowa City huh. I, I think you know since I want to say since like 2002 or 500 in Madison and a less um, appealing record in Kinnick against them. <laughs> but it, it, you, again, it's, it's just it's hmm. something you don't, you, you know, you think about, you automatically assume that, you know, home field advantage, they're going to lose, blah, 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 blah. But I, the same actually applies to, to, to Northwestern. We play in Evanston this year. Um, You're probably going to win. We're better there. We're, we're better there. I think everybody <laughs> uh, is. <laughs> I actually I go to that game every year or every other year when it comes yeah. here. And I've only been to one loss. <laughs> but you know, I, like it, it just, it's, yeah. it's strange because again, you, you think of that home field advantage and, and I think this year is going to be way, way different when it comes to that, mm. but it doesn't always apply the same way that you think it does. But you know, you know, a game that I will, will not lose this year is actually Purdue uh, and Purdue, the biggest thing that Purdue has this year, in my opinion, is, one, the giant statue that looks like a big Thanos penis, um, <laughs> as well as uh, Drew Brees offered a name image likeness deal to a to a walk-on, or to, I think, multiple walk-ons, right? And that's about all I, that Purdue I, has this year. I can't see them having much else in football. Uh, so they actually have a pretty decent offense. They have David Bell at a receiver position and Jake Plummer, um, Jack Plummer. I'm thinking Jake Plummer, the guy that played on the Arizona Cardinals back in the early 2000s. <laughs> um, Jack Plummer, um, also last name spelled differently. Mm. Um, he's, he's probably one of the better quarterbacks that no one knows about. So, so I mean, Purdue is not bad. Um, they 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 get crapped on, but I don't think they're going to be bad. But I don't think that they'll be great. I think I have them below Nebraska. But if you want, if you take into consideration their schedule, 
they face Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Right? They face Iowa in Kinnick. They play Wisconsin, which we all know that whether they're in West Lafayette or Madison, they're going to lose to Wisconsin. That's just a given. And they face Indiana. The only game that I would say is a real toss-up versus a team that I think will be good this year is the Northwestern game because that's in a neutral site. They do face Oregon State, by the way, if anybody is wondering how strong their non-conference schedule is. It's very strong. (laughs) Or Oregon State's good? Well, it's a Power 5 school, which is better than Kent State can say. Fair enough. Oregon State, um, so I, I, I got to so. warn you, my, my phone, unfortunately, is about to die. Um, so it's very fair. Matt, appreciate you being on. Appreciate your input on the teams that we talked about tonight. Uh, it was absolutely, absolutely great. I appreciate absolutely being. great talking to you. Yeah, I, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, and I will... Uh, See if I can't finish up here with a few teams that we have left. But, uh, yeah, make sure that you guys go follow Matt at HotGuyMatt on Twitter. Uh, friendliest Iowa fan that I know that isn't, uh, you know, Toyota 193. And, yeah, with that, Matt, we will see you later. Thanks, man. You take care. You too. Go Hawks. <laughs>